and good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner on Monday the 16th of October and certainly for those of us that were up early this morning it was freezing. Um, definitely a change of cycle gear this morning to get into work. Uh, Paul how are you this morning? I'm pretty good thank you pretty good trying to stay a little warmer. Yeah well I expect you're tucked up at home in your onesie. <laughs> Not yet. Nope. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Uh, actually, just before we go through news, I, I see in the FT today that um, Cornish Tin that has just done a crowdfunding, I think raised about two and a half or three million or something off a valuation of 27 million, uh, is, is saying that it's now going to look for gold as well as lithium and tin and silver. It's looking for everything. Uh, I think it's absolute lunacy, but of course, Crowdfunding is unregulated. When you're unregulated, the uh, retail investor can put in as much money as he wants. It's completely unregulated. They can do it on any information that's out there. It doesn't have to be true or not. It's just like going to a casino. Uh, casinos are unregulated. Anybody can walk into a casino and bet as much money as they want. Uh, obviously, if you go to the equity markets, the regulator has slammed on so hard that although the information is better, the knowledge is better, lawyers and everything have been all over it, the regulator says, no, it's far too dangerous. Go and do crowdfunding casinos. That's far better. Uh, it just shows the complete madness that we're living in. Uh, there's also an article in the FT today pointing out yet again how pension funds in the UK have gone from 50% of their assets in UK equities to zero. Um, this is what is strangling the UK, strangling the junior mining sector in the UK. And it's all because we have governments and civil servants that have absolutely no understanding of how economies work. Oh, that was a bit of a blast on a Monday morning. Paul, what news we got in mining? Well, I just wanted to ask on that Cornish 10 story whether or not that was a formal agreement with the Duchy of Cornwall. The, the, uh, uh, it would appear to be, according to the FT, yes. Yeah, because that's an absolutely huge area. So uh, to, for well done them if they've actually gotten the royal house uh, in order to actually uh, allow them to go and look. So... Um, We'll see uh, whether or not they can handle such a big uh, project like that. Yeah, but Paul, I'm sure you'd agree. I mean, I, I've been down and, and through the Truro History Museum, etc., and spoken with the Campbell School of Mine, all these people. Yes, there is a tiny amount of gold uh, in Cornwall, but it's, 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 it's gold in the sea. Uh, but it's so low grade and so marginal that it would be pointless to try and mine it. The same is true in Cornwall. You are not going to start a gold mine in Cornwall. Um, it just will not happen. Well, that, well, we'll see whether that's the case. I know there is a hard rock occurrence right there on the coast, for instance, of free gold, for instance. So maybe people just haven't looked enough yet. Well, um, there's been enough mining, I think, done historically that if there was any gold, I'm sure they would have found it. But anyway, time will tell. Um, Paul, what's the news? What news you got out there today? Oh, we got this piece of news out on the Anglo-Asian Q3 production results here. Anglo-Asian being the AIM-quoted producer of copper and gold in Azerbaijan. Q3 production was 5,300 gold equivalent ounces, with a nine-month total now at just shy of 29,000 gold equivalent ounces. That's way down from what it was uh, a year ago this time so they have adjusted their full year production the guidance as well to indicate that they are only going to produce no more than 34,000 gold equivalent ounces here at this point cash position is now way down as well so we'll see 
whether or not uh, they essentially uh, can uh, stabilize this uh, production side of the business uh, here at this point. Uh, and uh, it's a good uh, time for uh, both investors and ourselves, I think, to get back with management and just ask them those questions. Go ahead, Paul. Don't let me stop you. Uh, <laughs> very good. Keep going. Yep, can do. Green Rock, uh, which is the uh, AIM-quoted uh, graphite explorer in Greenland, uh, has received approval from the Greenland government to... Uh, uh, on a license ML 201306 uh, for investors. That is an adjoining west extension to their Amitsoc graphite project. And it about inc it increases the size of their acreage there to over 72 square kilometers. This particular piece of ground, uh, primarily for the purposes of having the surface area uh, in a relatively flat ground for mining uh, development infrastructure for that Amitsoc uh, graphite project. Uh, so they did uh, announce last week, of course, that they had uh, received some grant funding for a um, anode uh, pilot plant study uh, for the UK. So. Green Rock's Amitsoc project, very high grade, old historic producer, but uh, just needs a uh, integrated story now as well as funding in order to get this thing pushing forward. Funding is always the issue, Paul. Yeah, okay. Uh, what else? We have Orosur, which is the Columbia Gold Explorer listed on AIM. They're completely changing their continent and their commodity here with an announcement out that they are or have uh, otherwise acquired four lithium pegmatite licenses in West Africa, the country of Nigeria. So it, all indications are as they are early stage properties, probably with some outcropping lithium pegmatite. We know that Nigeria has, uh, from our own experience, quite a bit of tin mineralization. And just like in Cornwall, uh, there is usually some sort of lithium mineralization associated with tin. So uh, we wish Orasur luck here, but it's still very early days. Uh, it is. I spotted that too. Um... I mean, I think what we, I am hearing from all sorts of sources, uh, and I know I've got somebody myself I'm working with that is looking at lithium in Nigeria. That is some very, very, very high-grade lithium in Nigeria. Uh, and I think it will, is likely to become a next major jurisdiction for lithium. You've also got Zimbabwe has been good. Ghana has been good. Namibia is up and coming for sure. Um so, but yeah, no, no, I think Nigeria looks very interesting indeed. So anybody who's looking for lithium in Nigeria, uh, I think you're on a winner. Uh, okay, anything else, Paul, or should you call it a day? That's good for me today. Very good. Uh, there's plenty more, I'm sure, to come the rest of the week. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. See you then. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. BSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.